right. Uh, welcome to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast, where a few elder millennials, uh, we talk about all things gaming and nerdy. Uh, we dive into games, shows, movies that we like to indulge in. We celebrate our favorites and make fun of the few awful ones along the way. I'm your host, Kyle. Today, I'm joined by Jordan and Trevor. Daryl is having some severe internet technical difficulties. And you might notice we have a couple other guests with us. We have Lexi and Ben from the Dork Matters podcast. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us. You're thanks. Thanks for being here. Um, so today's episode is entitled Graphic Tees for Sale. <laughs> Just wait, it gets worse. What a <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I sell graphic tees. Oh. oh man, it's one of my well, side we'll do a plug at the end. Then. I don't. No, you don't need to do that. <laughs> no one needs that. So every every episode, Daryl gives me, or Daryl, the one who's not here, gives me just amazing uh, intro blurbs. So you're gonna have to bear with me because this is gonna hurt. Pixel this. You are navigating through a new game with an immensely vivid and engaging landscape with breathtaking visuals and style. What style are you imagining? What game are you thinking of? Anyone that is thinking Breath of the Wild needs to go play some other games. <laughs> I'm joking, but not really. Whether it's monochromatic, cel-shaded, realism, pop, or pixel, games are full of art styles and choices that can really help make the game what it is. Today, like I said, we're graced with the presence of Lexi and Ben from Dork Matters to discuss all things that intertwines art and gaming. So, video games, are they art? Yes. Absolutely. Let's wrap it up and go home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, done. We're good. How how often do you get to see Kratos flossing, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. That's pure art. That's pure art right there. What we used to say in art school is that, like, anything can be art, and then you can Mm -hmm. open up the conversation about whether it's good art. But, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So if if we're going to if we're going to start classifying then um oh <laughs> i love it i want to know like if we're if we're looking in a purely video game aspect is there is there a game that stands out to you from the top that qualifies as a really good artsy kind of game yeah when you get into video games i think we have to sort of think about it a little bit differently than we might like just like aesthetics of uh of you know like 2d art or whatever because you're mm-hmm. looking at it holistically like the story matched up with you know the art style as well and you have to take it as a whole package but yeah uh do you have a favorite one lex that you would call like art just off the top of your head this is me well, uh, stalling for time that's good i was that's i appreciated you doing that because it like, gave me time to be like yes um i think there's one that kind of for me encapsulates what it is like to be an artist and i think that that's a really hard thing to explain to other people so there's a game chicory Mm -hmm. and it's about the whole artistic process and what happens when there's an expectation for you to continuously produce high high quality work always be on and the blocks and the stress and the pressure that comes with that and also kind of like the idea like the i'm gonna get my words wrong like the 
idol fascination where everybody is just mm-hmm. so obsessed with you and the pressure that that can mount and how your inner demons start to take over. Plus, it's just like it's a cute game. Yeah. It's super fun. You can kind of unplug your brain. But I thought that that one to me was really it helped me to explain to other people the stress of what it is to be an artist. Yeah, there's a lot about legacy in that as well, that yeah. game, um, about the sort of legacy of what art is um, and the expectations set by like a previous generation of artists and how that influences what you're allowed to call art in, mm-hmm. you know, in the next, you know, that's why we get things like modernism, postmodernism, et cetera. Each group is trying to push boundaries and figure out what art actually is versus the the group that came before it. I, I love chicory yeah. as my son calls it it's the doggy paintbrush game <laughs> it is the doggy paintbrush game there you go and yeah. that's what we play for the that's... colors yeah um, sounds awesome beautiful. though i still honestly with chicory i think it's a beautiful game there's a lot of interesting stuff in the narrative uh the big thing for me is i find it kind of aimless at times it's not directed enough for me as a gamer right (laughs) and so but that's expectation as well which is like the root of all evil uh it's just like my son calls it doggy paintbrush game because that's what we play together for is so that he can just paint things beautifully so does it matter if i'm directed in the way that i'm used to with other narrative games probably not Mm -hmm. it's a really good artistic game uh the first one i think of is art is braid uh, if you're familiar yeah. with that, yeah. yeah, it's like one of the first indie darling games of uh, you know, like the 2000 era, and uh, it just tells this interesting story that I still don't quite understand. It apparently has something to do with Oppenheimer and like the creation of <laughs> seriously, it's apparently about creating you know, the atomic bomb. I don't get yeah. that myself, but it's a fascinating game, a beautiful story, and like the mechanics were new and unique. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the first one that comes to mind for me, or the first one where I was playing it and going like, "This is something other yeah. than just a game. It's 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 art." Yeah, and it's like you say, like it's it's the holistic thing. There's a lot of games that I think are beautiful or have elements of the art. So, we, like we've talked about um, a couple different games. Oh, Jenny Leclue, for example, where I like the art style. Ben's not a huge fan of the art style, but I think that we both agree that like the lighting in that game is gorgeous such a great way to like emote and tell the story but i mean there's that's kind of it for the game whereas then you have games like firewatch (laughs) that have like a beautiful story um the game mechanics like man they're not like the visuals aren't as much but like the writing and that is just so gorgeous and then you have something really really unique um oh gosh ben i'm gonna forget it the oberdin which one is that the the oberdin Uh, yeah it's one of my wife's favorite games. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Have you been on this podcast before? No, yeah. sorry. It just turns out that, you know, middle-aged white guys all make the same jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, she loves that game. It's it's uh, total. Have you guys played it? No. no. Oh, you have to check like it out. It's, like, uh, yeah, it's like this weird sort of DOS pixelated art stuff, but it's rendered in 3D, and it's like this murder mystery that you have to solve. And the further you get into it, the more you like reach into the dark eldritch horror that's underlying everything, mm-hmm. like underscoring it. And it's like just an atmospheric game. Its sense of place is so strong. Uh, it's I wouldn't wild. say like the visuals are absolutely nothing fancy, but, but holy they crap, work. that's a, a choice. Right? Yeah. And that's like sort of an artistic uh, thing there is making a choice on like not just sort of 
having your art be happenstance, having it be an intentional thing chosen, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. like that kind of that kind of jumps out to me with a game. I don't know if you guys have played Limbo before, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's kind of the same thing is in in the sense that's just just it's very simplistic, but at the same time it it kind of brings across a very harrowing, dark, you know, at some, at some moments, very horrific experience. Um, but it's black and white, you know, and, and some people have looked at that game and called it, you know, well, it's a, it's a childish art style. There's really nothing like, you know, in, in the conversation of like, well, graphics, what's, what are the graphics in this video game? Like, and it's like, well, this game, that doesn't matter. On subreddit, it's like, are the graphics good? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I run Crisis 3? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like at this point, like, we've hit this, like, almost this peak of graphical realness where if a game isn't, like, you know, looks exactly like a human, then, like, where do we go from there? Yeah, well, it's I've, essentially mm-hmm. it's essentially life copying art. The way that Ben talked about is we've reached the realism stage of you know the Renaissance and things like that. I also have an art degree. Hi, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a little low. Yeah, yeah. Let's just pretend we're very highbrow yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in the same way, right? Like we've reached that limit where like we can, we have the capability of doing right, that. Right? right, you get games, you get Horizon, you get some of these other games that are extremely technical if you can run them properly. And now we've kind of like you know, we're in the postmodern of, of games, right? Where it's like, well, it doesn't have to be about how amazing it looks. It has to be about the writing. Yeah, the mm-hmm. writing, the gameplay, and, the... And that's like its yeah. own art, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I assume you guys have probably at least seen or played Stray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, same, favorite game gorgeous, in our household. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a gorgeous game, but also just, you know, huge um, discussion around, you know, the future of humanity and robots and ai and all this like kind of crazy cyberpunky stuff right but it's just it's interesting to see that now we've gotten away from not every game has to be you know a 10 out of 10 realism Mm -hmm. no yeah and i love that that stuff is coming back because i feel like a couple of generations ago you know kind of at the tail end of the of the ps3 xbox 360 generation we were getting a little bit of that with kind of the the inclusion of indie games that were starting to, you know, finally get the, the recognition that they deserve. Sure, and like uh, Xbox Live and stuff and like the PlayStation Store yeah, totally, starting yeah. to get some real interesting stuff. And now that stuff mm-hmm. is kind of floating on its own, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and, and like just going back through and, uh, and doing some of my research for, for this episode... Um, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, and it still sticks out to me, uh, you still see a lot of references to it in other games nowadays, uh, was on the PS3 called Journey. Mm. And, oh, uh, you know, right that is going to be my next one. <laughs> <Yeah. chat> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like that game. That's beautiful does... soundtracks ever. If Gorgeous. you don't mind me interjecting, sorry. Nope. Yeah. No, 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 no. Lexi's used to this. <laughs> yeah, I just go with it. <laughs> we're, we're used to Kyle doing it too. It's okay, fine. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, a beautiful score. Uh, you know, the music is, is so good. Um, but again, that's simplistic. Mm-hmm kind of art style and there's no dialogue in that game there's no there's no hand-holding story 
you know there is a narrative there mm-hmm. um but it's not force fed to you with it dialogue to be discovered yeah and yeah. so that it's game I, it's just beautiful <laughs> oh god it's perfect yes glass sunglasses went on at the same time mm-hmm. that you said that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's very uh no man's sky to me in that way which i also consider mm. very art uh and uh you know the the narrative is like there's stuff there to learn about that universe but you have to go and explore for it and that is the art there to Mm me um but for journey specifically like it's a very clear like intentional art style um like they've chosen to make it look a certain way use a certain palette so it's not what i guess like a group of what you we always talk about this on our show like the term gamer like there's a group of people out there that consider that to mean a certain thing that you know you like to have your what whatever tv uh hd is now and you need all your realism etc uh what they consider to be good graphics but like from my standpoint it's definitely somebody who makes a more intentional choice about the style and look of the world like something like banner saga or something mm-hmm. as well yeah. pat upon yeah let's talk about the group. Oh, yeah God. Even yeah, like, like Hades in that style. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hades is yeah. definitely yeah. like, it's a, it's a game. Like there's a lot of these AAA titles that come out where you can see they've just sort of been milled through the engine that they have that makes things look realistic. And maybe they throw a little interesting color in some poor art person has done a lot of work, like coming up with really cool stuff that then just gets like <laughs> smashed down into like 3d models yeah. and fit whatever yeah. they're, they're working yeah. to. But Sounds I like mean, major corporations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't get Kyle started. Yeah. It's eating up. Three out of five here that I imagine are uh, in that same vibe, at least, that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't get the most beautiful art by giant committee or by, you know, looking for share return. Yeah. But I like what well, you I said, think... Ben, about... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go no, ahead. Go. No, go. No, jump in. Can you get... Um, <laughs> just like the intentionality and i think that that's another big thing that like they they talk about in art school just if you're gonna do it then you need to do the hell out of it because then it looks like a mistake and so some of these games you're playing and you're like is this do you mean to do that yeah and i I, like i more than anything i love a commitment in in anything like if you're gonna do it do the hell out of it and so that's why certain games like i love the the full wraparound and so you have like the i'm thinking specifically about uh hellblade yeah anyway like so the the research of that team oh ben it's beautiful it's It's, a great game i don't know what this is um sound design sorry sorry to interrupt but the sound design on that game too is next level it's amazing Uh, play Play with with headphones headphones on yeah yes (laughs) so the second um iteration of the game is coming out in the next little while here but the first one came out and it's basically it's looking at like a celtic warrior type woman but the team did all this work on sound, but they also did a lot of uh, research into what post-traumatic stress disorder does to people. And so thinking about like the time of like Roman conquests in the UK and like that type of time frame, the amount of trauma that people would go through. And so like that small thing, and that's why like she's hearing the voices, that's why these creatures are kind of coming at her. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Would you call it art Lex? I would because yeah. of uh, like the research, right? Yeah. And right. you and know, I, like I love a research absolutely. background behind something. I just want to point out, like we've been focused on aesthetics here for the beginning part of this conversation, but like there's yeah. more to what makes something art than that. Like, so yeah. you can go through that machine, sort of generic, uh, 
like 3D art and still have a game that is art when other intentional choices are made. And I think that's what Lexi is getting at here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which you also might have stated very clearly. I'm by saying what you're getting at, I'm reiterating it for myself yeah. because I can pretty Oh god, no. Not again. I call it Ben explaining. <laughs> I like no, it you're just reiterating for understanding. For That's my own right. understanding. Yeah. I'm a yeah. really slow yeah. computer, so it takes me longer to <laughs> process things. Ben's a computer? Yeah. Yes, it's a magical in the computer. computer. I'm a T84. <laughs> Oh no! Tandy. I have a floppy drive. Is that oh, a Texas God. instrument? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it just—it's uh, you know the hard thing people think of when they think floppy drives. Like they're still pretty rigid. Yeah, okay, so well, that's what I would say. They're not completely floppy. I mean, if there if there's a little bit of an S hook, I guess that's okay. So that's fine. The important thing is that it scans properly when you put it in. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I guess. It's... Is, this, is this anything? Like, this is almost a joke about sex, but I'm not sure if it is. As long as you oh, can just it... download files accordingly. There's, yeah, there's yeah. some sort of penis illusion here, but I'm not sure if you can nail it. Uh, well, to, to, get, to bring it back, uh, I... I think that's the. I think that's one of the most fascinating things about the video game industry is as a medium is just it, it's a culmination of a bunch of different artistic kind of facets, mm -hmm. and you know it's not just music and audio. It's not just uh, visual art. Um, you know, even even the way that gameplay mechanics can intermingle with one Absolutely. another and like. You know, you play a game and, and you're talking to a friend about it and you're like, this game just feels so good to play. Yeah. You know, every, everything yeah. just connects together and the it's flow. so smooth. It flows. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I think, you know, I, I think that kind of lends itself to, to this conversation as well. A clunky, clunky mechanic takes me out of a game. Like I have put yeah. down many a game because I'm like, this is frustrating as fuck to play. Yeah. I don't yeah. have time for that. <laughs> And then, like, think I of would, the last time you really lost yourself in a game where you're like, I've been playing for far too long. <laughs> like, yeah. I should get up and go to the bathroom, perhaps. And for me, that was the dig. Like, at one point, I looked up oh, and I was like, it yeah. is four o'clock in the morning, and I'm just going to finish this because I'm too far in. <laughs> but were yeah, you, like, yeah. you feel like you've kind yeah. of left your body and now you're, That's what you're, we're it's drawn, That right? sweet out-of-body yeah. experience. Yeah. 100%. And disassociation. <laughs> I would say with the with the inclusion now of like controller um, technology and like haptic feedback and that sort of thing, oh. that's just another facet that sort of brings people that next level sort of like um, immersion into games. It's another I can tool. think back to mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, like another tool for an artist to use yeah. to paint, you know, their Absolutely. story or their brush or whatever. So used well, cool. Otherwise, it can yeah. be like, what is this for? Yeah. exactly so like like use well so i i always think back to astro's playroom on the ps5 yeah, that was a which great was little the best free game ever it's such a great yeah. proof of concept yeah, that throw yeah. in yeah. yeah and like the the best demo of what like the haptic controller can really do and we've yeah. we've talked about this you know in and out of the podcast here too is that no there's aren't very many companies that are using that as well as they could be now because that's, that's just another like somatic like physical facet that mm -hmm. yeah especially that on like untapped. xbox mm -hmm. and, and playstation right like yeah that's one of the things i love about nintendo is that 
you know, their feature is the reinvention of sort of gaming process Mm -hmm. and it forces, if you want to have a good game there, you have to think about like, even, even that though, like a lot of people aren't using those controllers and stuff to their, you know, most interesting potential, but it happens at least a little bit more because that's one of the more primary tools that they have. Yeah. All I can People think of is the guys who like take the Donkey Kong bongos well i think people forget because i'm pretty i'm pretty sure on the i think on the wii u i don't know if it's on the switch as well but i'm pretty sure on the first breath of the wild i'm pretty sure you could play yeah. the game like physically with the motion controls yeah if you wanted that to. for twilight princess but even yeah, for Skyward yeah, Sword, that was there. the whole point is that you like held the controller aloft yeah. and then yeah. where? Yeah. But I was, or even for like the. That's the sound my sword fishing makes when I swing it too. Yeah. Swords of the There was also Ape Escape, if anyone remembers. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, 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 I sure do. It was I when. That the apes did get away though many times with their little flashing lights on their heads but it was the first time that i remember actually using like the haptics and being like oh shit this This matters this little monkey's trying to get away from me yeah (laughs) (laughs) that seems to be a sex joke too but i don't know (laughs) i'm an adult teacher i don't make sex jokes yeah that's off limits come on now Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because we were actually, we were we were le- legitimately talking about this in our group chat today about haptic feedback and uh, just about how few games now are, are utilizing it to its fullest potential. Um, and uh, the game that I had uh, that I had mentioned that probably other than the Astros Playroom, which is basically a, a technical demo. Yeah. Um, the, the next best one is, uh, for me, was Returnal. Um, I don't know if anybody's played Returnal on, on PS5. Mm-hmm. I have not. Um, but uh, it's a roguelike uh, game where you basically crash land on a space on an alien planet. Um, and then you're trying to uncover secrets as to like why you're there and how you ended up there. Um, but immediately when you crash land and step outside of your ship... Uh, the planet's raining and you've got your spacesuit on and you can actually feel on the controller the individual raindrops as oh, they hit cool. the suit. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like yeah. The first time. And like that's just one of the few things that that game does to kind of add more immersion overall. And uh, they do things with the triggers with different guns and weapon types. And um, yeah, that game just, it blew me away, right? It's... 30 seconds and you're out of the ship and it's like, oh, wow, this is something I've never experienced in a game before. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't made that like a standard for any PlayStation exclusive. Like you're talking a AAA exclusive, like God of War had a tiny bit, um, yeah. but any of the other like major, you know, major sales games, like I don't know about Forspoken or whatever, because no one really played that game. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. No. Going forward, I would like to see that more because I think that's a problem. Like that's yeah. that's just another step, right? That's another mm-hmm. step of the artistry. Like we said, especially with Astros, we we're like, oh, this is so cool. Like it really, 
brings you in versus just like you know mm-hmm. the classic it's i can be playing this on a yeah. yeah i can be playing this on a playstation one controller without even the vibration and yeah. not notice the difference i mean i could do without the blowing in the controller to make the fan <laughs> yeah, move I in the game like the playstation 3 like playstation <laughs> move era i could do i could do without that shit but you know what yes, you uh, everything i agree the with legacy that. game thing uh the yeah. blowing of yeah. consoles <laughs> Please get rid of that video that I just did. It's nostalgia. I'm just gonna make a full clip of that, Kyle. Yeah. There we go. Great. I like the the idea of like losing yourself. Me too. Just when you're talking, thinking about um, in the first Red Dead Redemption, the scene where you're walking, and then the Jose Gonzalez song starts. Yeah. And that's something that, like, I think I mean, about still, Western, like, sometimes, like, I'm, I'm not, yeah. like, I'm not Lexi playing a game anymore. I'm there. Yeah, I'm riding a horse, and I, like, it's just, I, I think of that, and I wasn't even playing, I was watching John play, and that song came on, and I was like, I love this song, mm-hmm. and then, like, I remember it so, so vividly, and I think that that's one of the magical things about games, is that you can take all the different senses, and you're more likely to remember that, because you have all those different, like, triggers yeah. that will be like, oh yeah, I want to go play Ape Escape right now, <laughs> even though it's been like 20 Am I allowed years. to pose a question here to of everybody, course. if that's okay? Yeah, sure. yeah. What is the first no. game, or the first game that comes to mind, I should say, when you think of like a game that made you go, wow. Like, I think Jordan just hit us with that really good one. And that's that, like yeah. that moment that I'm so fascinated in is like, you did this game, you played this, and like suddenly you had a moment that completely removed you from doing anything other than being in that game. And I think that's cool as hell. I got a great yes. one because I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna jump on Jordan's because this would probably be Jordan's next pick. Is okay. Ghost of oh, you're Tsushima. gonna steal it from me. You're gonna oh. the intro to Ghost of Tsushima where you oh. get on the horse and you start oh, riding man. through the field. I yeah. chill chill still. It's and you get kind of that Japanese so movie feel to it. And like you guys like, haven't played it. I'm it's, somewhere else. Oh, it's it's yeah. by far one of the best game intros ever of like you've kind of finished the little mm -hmm. little gameplay you know tutorial mechanics yeah prologue and i still listen to that soundtrack yeah like i have ghost of sushima the ones i tend to go back to too yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah but yeah no trevor that's a fantastic one your brother stole yours (laughs) little brother i assume yeah yeah oh there it is yeah (laughs) oh I'm trying to think, like, I I don't get to play quite as many games as them, um, due to children. Uh, I, um, I start a lot of games and have not finished so many. <laughs> yeah, pain. it's real. Yeah, that, that's yeah, <laughs> it's so real. Um, I think. Come back to me. Okay. okay. Do you mind well, if I jump in? I, I've got a... I've yeah, got yeah, you, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I've got Uncharted, specifically the one uh, Uncharted uh, okay. 2 where you're doing the train scene. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that's Phenomenal. Uncharted 2, yeah. And you're just yeah, yes, climbing up and I'm like, this is... I, I am in fucking peril. Like, yeah. I know this isn't me, but <laughs> me and this character are in peril. I completely believe that I could die here, even though we're at the very beginning of the game and it just doesn't make any sense narratively for that to happen. <laughs> But yeah. I'm so in this moment. It is so intense and so much fun and just cinematic, uh, which I don't think necessarily needs to be what a game aims mm-hmm. for. But in that in that mm-hmm. one sense, yeah. it's stuck with me ever since playing it. Yeah. Um, and then later on in the game, when you're jumping around that Tibetan 
mm-hmm. temple, like trying to turn the giant prayer wheels and they start dropping yeah. off and stuff. Like it was just like the yeah. scope blew my mind. It's, it's very Indiana Jones. I love Uncharted. It's Absolutely. so good. Yeah. Yeah, that entire franchise. I, I'll yeah, never forgive so them what they did to that movie. <laughs> oh God, we didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I never watched, watched it. it. Yeah. <laughs> there are worse movies, but there are better movies. Correct. Yeah. I think that's the worst thing you could do to Uncharted is just make yeah. it middling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 just, just yeah, make it forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Le- Le- Lexi, what would be yours? I'm curious. Oh, I'm really kind of torn between Final Fantasy VIII and Final oh Fantasy IX. Oh, okay. Which Jordan was here? Like I mean, which Daryl was here? Daryl. Daryl's a big Final Fantasy guy. I mean, that's what Lex and I yeah. bonded over in college. Yeah. Was like, yeah. oh, you play Final Fantasy too? You're the first person I've met. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Lex. You have tons of friends. I had none. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Lex was so popular. Not even a little bit. Well, now you got three new friends. I had one friend. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we're, we're good here. In art uh, school, yeah. one friend is lots yeah. of friends. Oh, there you go. I'll take it. Good group art school. You know, I, yeah. we we yeah, had a we're good still in group contact with quite a few six? of them. Like yeah, the fact that we still true. talk is wild. Can't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, 20, 20 years plus. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, we're it's over twenty years. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy oh, Nine. Okay, it's um, a good one. Although I do think the Final Fantasy Eight, like there's so many great moments. No, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I'm changing my mind. Final Fantasy Eight, specifically the parade scene. Um, <laughs> yes, final answer. Parade scene. Final Fantasy Eight. Boom. That's that was one. one where I was like, oh, the opera scene. Great. Final Fantasy Three Six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's a good one. You love the it's opera scene. You talked about that I many times. Final Fantasy, like the first couple up until that point. Like in North America, it's just one and two mm-hmm. uh, that you get, which is like, I forget yeah. which ones they are. It's one and then like three or something. Um, but when you get to three, six, it's just such a departure from what you're used to from playing like Nintendo games at that point. Uh, yeah. Like suddenly they want you to sing songs and like try to figure out the lyrics and keep tempo. And then like, it's just right. wild. It's out of nowhere. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. That that was beautiful to me. That was art. That was something unique and interesting that hadn't been done before. Yeah, that's I, also the train, the train suplexing, suplexing <laughs> is art. So that is God. Every character it. in that game is like a ten. Like they're all just firing all the time. Fantastic. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty rare where Final Fantasy doesn't have memorable characters yeah. you know they just they're so large you know so much larger than life and yeah. it's, well, it's hard not to yeah. remember that yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh and it's such a great way to connect with people like i feel like i could walk in like a busy room and be like final fantasy tactics <laughs> and someone like is like yes we're friends <laughs> now perk up, yeah. life connection yeah, yeah. yeah. we should like, do an episode I, on tactics even, versus like, advance oh like og we should just play i it's love so tactics I love advanced so much too. and i both yeah, really good. I had a, a screensaver at a school that I worked at years and years ago, and a kid stayed afterwards to come up and be like, "I also like Final <laughs> Fantasy." Like, right, don't and like, it was just. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was okay. nice because then he was less of an asshole. He was well, just good. like, "I got you." Oh. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Sorry for ruining that for not the first time. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the ruining one the wonderful. Yeah, yeah, the one good one. I'm just sure that you're full of lovely, warm, heartwarming memories that make you feel good about what you do for a living. And bear spray. It's all positive vibes and bear spray, right? That's the teacher, right? 
<laughs> no, one time a kid brought me a donut, and I still think about that. And it was probably yeah, like ten years ago. Like, she just it. brought it for me. <laughs> Not this kid. No, don't you take this from me, Ben. <laughs> Ruining memories in this podcast. I'm gonna bring. Like, I guess I'll just give it. I'm coming over to your house, and I'm gonna bring so many donuts, and I'm gonna be like, which one? They're all your favorite, but they're all ruined. Your children will be like, they've got immune systems that are firing all off at this point. He's got kids. He lives in a household of disease and plague. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if the donuts have dirt on them or anything. It doesn't matter. No, God, no. It won't stop them. Uh, I have two, and we call one tragedy and the other comedy. <laughs> that's pretty much the personality. Love that. <laughs> that's great. I know you which do. one is exactly. Their personalities are yeah. diametrically opposed. Yeah. Can I just, like, there was the last time I was over and we were going for ice cream, the, the little, little one was helping the bigger one, like, find his hat and he's like it's okay put on your hat oh, it's reversed like, a lot actually awesome. big brother has been like just really coming into it lately the last couple of weeks with being a big hey, brother it's super awesome job. it's cool to see is this a parenting podcast now <laughs> it's, 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 it's a variety variety podcast yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. oh we can yeah. sing and dance next does anyone know this is how Oh. Yay! Currently, currently own a Muppet. I used to own all nope. of those McDonald's like NHL Muppets from the All Star oh, Game, in, like nineteen ninety. Oh shit! Yeah, it's a throwback. Do we remember? There was uh, one of our art school crews, Smashley. She's fine with this. I've asked many times. When we would go out to the bar when we were young and cool, if boys wouldn't leave us alone, she would do a Muppet dance, and they would immediately just scatter to the wind. It was great. She would throw her head back and just. And it was just such beautiful things. Kind of like doing the Elaine Bennis dance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, Kyle, Kyle, with all of this time, Kyle, did you think of one? Yeah. No, I brought it back. I was just, I was waiting politely to... For, for the, yeah, the, the tangent, the Muppet the tangent to subside. Stop. Kyle, it's time to <laughs> no! play the music. It's time to light the lights. Yeah, yeah, there you go. On the Muppet um, show tonight. <laughs> Fuckers. Waka waka. Okay. Oh, oh god, <laughs> So mine, mine were like the last time I actually got like lost in the game. That wasn't Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it was a little ways back, like PS4, and I tried replaying the game when it came out on like the PS Plus Extra, and it it wasn't the same, and it kind of sullied the memory a bit for me. But Assassin's Creed Black Flag, yep. oh, sailing yeah. on the ocean with the pirate shanties, fucking yeah. shanties. I, I didn't even do shit in the game. I just because sailed around and listened to pirate shanties. <laughs> I was actually listening to pirate shanties the other day. I on listened my, to them constantly. Oh my god, dude, they're so good, right? Like, did you watch Black Sails? Oh, I, I did Black a Sails, bit. You've got to watch Black Sails. Like, that is one of the oh. most impressive intro songs. Bear McCreary, uh, that little, like, oh. mm. I'm not going to do it because that'll be shitty, but um, <laughs> I love that show. I love pirates. Pirate history is yeah. wild. You're, can, can we just be like best friends now? Yeah, it's yeah. Pirate podcast. <laughs> can we just have friends, right? Can we just, we'll just do. Just uh, be best friends. Oh yeah, my god! Podcast. Like podcast. Like it's uh, it's a pandemic yeah. and we can't talk or hang out with people, so let's just uh, let's mm -hmm. just talk on the internet. 
I yeah. I actually have like a, a pirate themed half sleeve. Oh, way to go! Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Like, like, do you guys like? <laughs> can I go get a snack or like leave you yeah, guys for a little bit? The three yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. gonna show you real quick just because it's yeah. like uh, I it's we're looking so like, at the internet. I can see a skull. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> the skull moon with a skeleton pirate. Oh, dope! And he's got some boots on the inside on the bicep. When you flex, it's cracking. When you release the cracking. <laughs> it's cracking. Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> Way to go. Um, it's, it's, no, it's no surprise that uh, my my son knows what the pirate music is because I listen to like, the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. Oh, I had it on and... yesterday. <laughs> I just want to live a pirate life. Is that so wrong? <sighs> but also be a responsible uh, you know, parent who takes care of his yeah, kids. Yeah. I feel like I those, those don't go, go together. I, I'm not sure that they do. Sorry, sorry to, to ruin that for you. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best things about Black Flags is uh, Black Sails. I mean, is the uh, combination of like real life pirate history with like this really great narrative. But anyhow, that's not a video game, so sorry. No, well, but have you seen our flag means yeah, our death? Flag means death yeah. is fantastic as well. Yeah, that yes. one is really good too. Another great like historical. Mm. History, mm-hmm. history rich. rich is a good and way of looking at things. There's a, what's your favorite <laughs> history rich video game? Mine's oh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Wow. Wolfenstein. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember when that happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good pull. <laughs> nice. uh, okay. Um, I, th- I think we're going to take a little bit of a break to, to recoup from that. Uh, this week, we've got a very special uh, treasure trove, as we've got a couple guests here. Uh, so we're going to lead into that. So take it away with the treasure trove. Treasure trove. Well, this week's episode of the Treasure Trove is uh, obviously a pretty exciting one. We've got two amazing guests uh, here with us. Um, I always am very uh, interested and, and kind of curious, uh, you know, getting guests involved with the Treasure Trove. And uh, it gives me the chance to not have to talk as much, which is always nice, too. So um, he I said from be- his podcast, yeah, hey, 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 hey. interesting hobby. <laughs> Kyle is the host and he demands his voice to be heard. Okay? So you're sort of like the straight man in the like comedic duo or whatever? Basically, yeah. The um, Kermit to his Fozzie. Oh, there you go. See, I like that one. Yeah. The teller? You're the teller? Is it the pen? Yeah. The teller. Uh, Which one yeah. can you tell? <laughs> teller. That's the one. Teller. That's the teller? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I can never tell. I think it's part. teller. I think it's telling. Um, okay, well, I will leave mine uh, to the end. Uh, let's, Lexi, let, let's hear it. What's the treasure trove pick for this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Night in the Woods. Okay. If anyone's familiar. No one, I know. No one? You know who I am because I introduced you to yeah. it. Bueller. It's um, so really wonderful game. When did it come up in? 2020? Close enough. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, wait. Tw- I've got it here. 2017 single player adventure developed by Infinite Fall. Uh, really great game. And one of the reasons that I love it so much is because of the ambiance that it creates. Like, if you ever want to feel um, desolate, uh, devoid of hope, promise of tomorrow, 
but in a really cute <laughs> animal world with That's beautiful like spooky. cartoons. It's also okay. kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, it's such a great game. And so uh, the backstory behind the development team is really not great. And so there's a lot of controversy that's come with the game, um, which oh, is really okay. unfortunate because it's such a wonderful game. And I think, Ben, they're coming out with uh, another game pretty soon, aren't they? Uh, they're working on another one. Yeah. It's yeah. about a cat during like witch era or whatever. You yeah. play a cat during Sweet. a magical Pennsylvania town. Um, yeah. You got Trevor's attention <laughs> with cat. Yeah. Cat game. <laughs> okay, so Night in the Woods is a cat game as well. Your main character, May, yes. is a anthropomorphic okay. cat who has returned to her yeah. small shitty town after dropping out of college and okay. is watching how much further it's decayed. Yeah, it's like an animal decayed, world, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, okay. it's like if they were to go back to Detroit and see how like a mining town has really fallen out and so people are moving away from the town. Right. Um, all of your high school friends are still there living their shitty high school lives, like working at the video store. And you just kind of go about living your shitty life, playing bass guitar in your parents' attic. And then this just amazing mystery unfolds that you get to participate in, um, all while being a cute kitty cat. Sweet. Mm, okay. So I'm guessing that it's and... night, night with an N, not with a K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> N-I-G-H-T. Night in the Woods. Available on consoles as well. Everything. iOS, everything. Switch, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Steam, yeah. Itch. So produced by Finji, Infinite yeah. Fall development team. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, that group has the, the two that sort of made the, the game itself, not the problematic gentleman who worked yeah. on the music for the game, which is brilliant yes. and fantastic. But yeah, they've gone on to form another... Uh, game company a collective that's really cool it's like a creator like everybody in the company owns the company and they all work on the game there's not that many oh, of them. Nice. It's, okay. it's a really cool Sweet. concept yeah i like that that's really awesome cool well very good choice that's definitely yeah. on my list i'm gonna have to check that out i feel the name is super familiar i feel like i've maybe seen like the title screen or mm -hmm. you know a couple images but definitely not something i've played so i'm gonna have to check that out for sure um but ben on to you Okay, Curious. mine is a little bit, uh, you've probably <laughs> heard of it, but it's a new game to me, which is why it's sort of a treasure for me. Um, okay. And I feel like if I didn't know about it, there's got to be other people that haven't heard of it yet. Uh, it's called Vampire Survivors. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, we've got a little recognition here, but this is a game yes. that was recommended to me uh, by one of my tattoo artists. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Taylor. Um and I played like the first five minutes of it. And I was like, why would anyone keep going with this game? And then suddenly <laughs> it was like a hundred hours later, I've a hundred percent of this game. Uh, and oh, it's just like, what the fuck happened? I'm addicted to this. Uh, and I'd be like, okay, kids go play in the other room. Dad's got to do some work on his phone. Yeah. Serious yeah, yeah he's busy. Yeah. Um, but it was a game that's uh, developed by this uh, one person. I'm just uh, trying to find my notes here. It's, difficult for me to do anything oh um, yeah it came out in 2022 it's a roguelike yeah. like shoot 'em up video game the functionality is super basic you get a yeah. weapon to start with it's an auto shooter and you need to fight back hordes for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes however long and not die and you get upgrades <laughs> and stuff like that and it is actually difficult for me to place my finger on what is so like i think it's the <laughs> vlt nature of it like the bright lights yeah, and like okay. sounds right. and stuff like right. yeah, yeah. it is just full of so many unlocks and like callbacks to like gaming culture as well and like just little in jokes that i really love like you can unlock a character with a konami code it's like 
Oh wow! It's That's a game awesome. done by uh, his name is Luca Galante, uh, just this one Italian dude, uh, and he you can tell he loves video games. Like he might not like this is one of those art intersections too because like it's a mm-hmm. pixel game. I like pixel games. This isn't the most refined work. It wasn't something that is going to win awards for like aesthetics, but like right, it's just captivating uh and Mm -hmm. i've played so much of it it's 100 percented now and i still won't take it off my phone because i am like (laughs) i like opening this up and just like getting different weapons and getting different upgrades uh my favorite thing about the game though it's called vampire survivors there's not a single goddamn vampire in this game (laughs) (laughs) not a single one so yeah basically player controls an automatically attacking character while fighting continuous waves of monsters in spite of the game's name and key art none of the variety of monsters encountered are vampires (laughs) there's bats isn't there there's bats bat isn't a vampire unless it's transformed and we don't know we don't see them transform back so these are just bats so if if you like that style have you tried survivor io I actually just got told about that today. So that's, we're going to see, because I did not think I would like this style. This is generally the kind of game right. I would not do. And it's a credit to whatever Luca did here that it's just like, there's something about it that just keeps you going. I feel like he chose the vampire aesthetic for the name and the and the box art just because it catches your attention. It's definitely got a like a Castlevania vibe to it, the mm. aesthetic and the characters yeah. that you do unlock. Yeah. But uh, you also can play as a tree at some point. That's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> you can unlock a secret character that is literally a fucking tree that can't move unless tree. you like upgrades. It just fires and you're stuck there. Helps you branch out. <laughs> I didn't think anyone could out dad joke me, and here we are. You win. The dad and best friend duo. Yeah, yeah there you go. The dad no. I just, just thought I would get in, in touch with the roots of the game. And... Oh, boy. That joke oh, is paper thin. Let's oh, leave, let's leave it alone, Jordan. No <laughs> children. Um, it's funny. <laughs> It didn't make sense. That's the best part. You just oh, yeah, now after a while. In, in this group, your, it works, though. Yeah. Oh, your bark is worse than your bite. Stop. Oh. I'm gonna, we need one of those big hooks. Oh, you're just being a bit sappy. There oh, we go. We're next. Gong. Just, Someone hit the gong. Oh, nice. Right. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. There you go. Oh, my God. It's cool. Mm. <laughs> there we go. That's there a good way go. to That's, end that yeah. one. That's it. The worst part is uh, we have a friend of our pod and real life Jason uh, Memo who uh, can outdo any of this. Um, oh, yeah, he's and great. His delivery is so dry and he's not a dad yet. Uh, he's a cat dad, Ben. He's a cat dad, sorry. My, my Just apologies. loves his puns. Yeah. <laughs> and, <sighs> sorry. I need to do Just a pun. I need to do a pun podcast spinoff. <laughs> pun counter. All right, another pirate puns. Another Pokemon podcast. We're coming. Yeah, Puncast. Oh, that yeah. Sorry, we speaking of puns. We had a Pokemon episode where I tried to. I took the original 151 and used as many Pokemon name puns as I could through the whole episode. That sounds difficult. Because that's all Kyle could contribute. It was so fun. <laughs> that's that's all I could contribute. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's we should ask them. Yeah. We should ask the question. So, you know, the fighting type Pokemon, Machop, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Are they born or hatch from their eggs with the shorts on? 
or is that like do they wear the clothes or is that part of their like skin i think the definitive answer is no in, no no ben oh, we've already talked about this i know we talk about it a lot but i want to hear like what what the community here thinks I feel like he gets the shorts after being born because that's that would be like you getting your colored belt for, you know, being whatever yeah. fighter you are. But so there's other Pokemon that have belt. clothes, though. That's the confusing mm-hmm. part. And they're all the same. I feel like they're born with clothes. <laughs> but is it clothes or is it skin or I fur know, or something? Creepy. I don't know. Is it, yeah, is it yeah, like a weird part. flesh suit or like what is it? <laughs> flesh cape. This uh, flesh cape. No. Flesh, flesh cape might be one of the worst sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, it's not great. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, the more of a flesh cape I have hanging off my back. Uh, <laughs> it's dangling. It's like pancake batter in a Ziploc. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old is fun, folks. It's like, it's like a stick of butter being left out in the sun in the sun all day. Is yeah, that exactly. <laughs> yeah. better in a Ziploc bag? Don't do it. There's lumps too. Sometimes you just find them in there. Oh, you your check. The guy get the whisk in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still won't work it up a little bit. It's a short circuit reference, which we don't really reference anymore after we found out that it is. Bit racist. Problematic. Problematic yeah. fave. Uh, All right, Jordan, uh, let's bring it back to your uh, your treasure trove. Sorry, this, <laughs> might, this might be the longest treasure trove in <laughs> history, by the, the way. For us, sorry. Sorry. no, it's it's, it's all staying in. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, look, so so back to Ben's game. It's interesting that you mentioned that of all games this week because. I've got a coworker of mine who bought it on the Switch a week ago, yeah, and I've I've heard about it ever since. I like he can't <laughs> put it down, and every time I talk to him, it's Vampire Survivor. Like you got to check it out. Um, it's free on Game Pass for Xbox, so if anybody's got Game Pass PC or console, um, it is there. I've downloaded it myself after being uh, smacked in the head at work many times, uh, being told I have to play it. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of funny that that came up today <laughs> as a treasure trove game. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to wrap it up so we can get on with the rest of the episode here. Um, my pick is a game called, uh, Cuphead. Yeah. Um, yeah. a pr- pretty well known, like smaller game. Uh, it's, uh, made by studio MDHR. Um, it's uh, basically, if you ever remember watching, uh, for our listeners, like the old school 1930s Mario, or not Mario, um, fucking Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, that's basically what they've done as the art style to this game. Um, it's a platformer, uh, side-scrolling shooting game. And uh, they've done a lot of like crazy different characters and... Uh, the boss fights are insanely difficult. It's one of the hardest games that I've played in the modern era, um, even though it looks the furthest from a modern game. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if you're used to like those old school side scroller games, even the the top down, uh, you know, like shoot 'em up games like Galaga or any of the airplane ones, it kind of feels like that, but just with a little bit more platforming involved. Um, but uh, art style is 
uh, absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a very unique, very cool looking game. Um, even the music and everything is actually really good too. It's super mm-hmm. catchy. Um, and I think by too. now, yeah, Saskatchewan yeah. made. <laughs> yeah. So like, cause what else are they doing there? <laughs> gotta have something to do out there. Right. Yeah. So yeah, highly the- recommend that game for anybody <clears throat> looking for a challenge. Um, you can usually find it on sale pretty cheap nowadays too, like 10, 15 bucks. Um, and yeah, the art style is absolutely worth checking out just for that yeah. alone. I think as an adult, that's the last time I had a temper tantrum was playing that game because I was like, why? Did, why? Why are we even playing this game? It's not even fun. <laughs> I can't handle it. Clearly not a fan of Dark Souls, I see. No. <laughs> Shit. No, not so much. I don't know. Like, I've, like, I just can't put that much time into something that then forces me back into redoing it. It just yeah. it pulls me out personally. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and ga- that game is is its own special sort of hell because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've played Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that stuff, and I I quite enjoy the difficulty and the grind with those. But like to Ben's point, this game, if you die, you start from the very beginning. I can't. There is oh, no like yeah. progression or Ooh. checkpoints of any kind, and so yeah, just the the level of frustration. Jeez. almost killing a boss and having to start from scratch again it is insane. yeah so you might as well I mean, just install it in like an arcade machine in your house and just like yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> how it's run. Start over. Yeah. so speaking like that's actually a great segue because cuphead was one of the ones that i was going to bring up talking about like sort of unique art styles within the game um i'm wondering if you guys have actually heard of one it's called scarlet deer inn hmm. um oh. so it's it's one that's it's coming out soon um it's actually all of the animation oh. is stitched yes oh so it's like embroidered yeah scarlet deer in yeah because there's that there's also been like, like any animal yeah. yes yeah. okay because there's also been the rise of like hand painted games yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like a lot of very unique yeah yeah this is stitched yeah wild it looks beautiful mm-hmm. right like it's it is a very like I mean, talking about aesthetically pleasing, but also like the process of building this game, the I think is. How do you make this? Right? I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's extremely unique like in the years way they do of things. Work in like seventeen just different warehouses full of people. You stitching? can get embroidery machines. Okay. Where you uh, design it, it and then yeah. it just like yeah. It just stitches it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. essentially yeah. yeah. stop yeah. motion okay. animation for each of like the moves or whatever the character can do, and then it's just like on gotcha. on loop. But it is, it's a very cool concept. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Then, like, well, are the backgrounds gorgeous. and foregrounds all stitched as well? And Yeah. Every, every, oh. all the game is stitched arc. It's wild. That's really cool. Which it. is wild. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, it, it came up on, I don't know what I was scrolling, but um, it popped up and I thought it was extremely unique and thought it was a, a just very a cool idea. Yeah. Right, kind of like someone that is doing something just like this. <laughs> this is what yeah, I this is this do. is yeah. Um, now a, a bit more on the the popular side of unique art styles, um, a, a franchise that we, I mean Jordan, Trevor, and I really enjoyed ourselves. Uh, Borderlands, mm-hmm. if you've yeah. ever seen it, yeah. Um, you know, a bit more like cell shaded with, um, like heavy sort of unique accents yeah. and yeah. Um, 
I, I found that game to be really I mean it's it's sort of like a like fireworks explosion at some points when you're playing with the guns but the character design the levels everything around it I I found to be very unique in the way they did their their art style for the game itself mm. especially when Borderlands um, 1 came out like that was so different yeah. when it first yeah, came out that really else sparked like it. a lot of games that are kind of similar uh, whether they're first person shooter or not but like Borderlands 1 I think especially because it was slower and not so like visual diarrhea um yeah. with the guns um yeah that one was huge i remember that being so big when it came out like this is so cool and like edgy and different it was like the closest that we got to a comic book like yeah. annulled comic book art comic zone yeah yeah kind of like being thrown into a game um yeah you know it's been done to death now there's lots of games that have that kind of style but yeah like trevor's right at the first borderlands I can't think of anything else at the time that was doing that type of art style. Do you know if it precedes uh, Telltale Games or because they kind of do the same vibe? It, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. 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 Borderlands yeah. One was was out first, and then the first uh, Walking Dead Telltale wow, uh, so series. I think was a that. few. Like, yeah, they started because well, there was after. the Wolf Among Us, and that was like one of the first ones, and that one's like mm -hmm. fairly old. But I still think yeah. Borderlands was a couple years on that yeah. one. Wild. But if you're looking for a really good comic book style game, like I, I always go back to like one of the, the most beautiful games I can think of is Disco Elysium. Just yeah. for that whole art style is just so it's so wild. gorgeous. The game itself right? is just like a shit Beautiful. show adventure. It is. <laughs> it, it is just madness. Uh, like that first but scene. Like, uh, you know, where you die immediately and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, I just started playing. <laughs> and trip in the bar. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. But. Uh, Game's been out for a while. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. What, what the hell are you doing with your life? Yeah. There was one, but there yeah. was like comics released with it yeah. as well too, and like tons and tons of like concept art books and things, and so absolutely gorgeous game, and that's something that, like we've talked about this before, um, like the frustration of what you see in your head and what you're trying to produce as an artist doesn't always mash up, and that's like when I I'm trying to work on comics and things like that, what I see in my head is basically like Disco Elysium, and what I produce is like poorly drawn Calvin and Hobbes, basically. Well, if you drew the Calvin and Hobbes better, it'd be good. <laughs> well, it's it a real winner. It is. I think you draw great, and you're being way too hard on yourself. But Thank you very much. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's even harder to, you know, that's what our directors are for. You have to manage, yeah. like, you know, teams of thousands of people to try to affect one sort of outcome uh, artistically. Like, <laughs> I imagine they missed the mark on what they were going for initially a lot of the time. Maybe not, though. I don't know. I don't make video games. That's too hard. Well, I'm curious <laughs> yeah. just to get the mix of the, the kind of the art, I guess, from movie art into video games. Um, I assume you guys maybe have seen something about it, but the Pixar team that transferred and became the team that made Kina. Um, I didn't know about that. Yeah. yeah so that, that game is amazing. Yeah, so that was one. I was going to say when we were talking about immersive games that there's there's a moment later in the game where you dash through a door and it goes from gameplay to Pixar, Pixar level cinematic in like probably one of the best examples of the new like PlayStation five, new era loading times. Mm -hmm. And that to me is probably one of the most immersive gaming moments that I've ever had in kind of recent years. 
Um, and it's such a great story too. Like it really is playing through yeah. it and the art style and like, it looks like it would be for little kids, but it's actually quite it's like, dark. I found it's pretty dark, pretty dark yeah, a little is. challenging, yeah. but the story of it, like the masks and everything, I just like, I wish there was more of that. I yes. do hope that there's um, more games because the universe that they created in that is just, it's something where you just are like, but I want to go over there now. Like, I just want to keep learning more of the lore around it. Ben, I think you, have you heard of it before? I think you'd love it. No, I hadn't heard of it. I, but what I was thinking of is just sort of like first time playing The Witcher or even Breath of the Wild yeah. where you realize, oh, I want to go over there. And then you're like, oh, I can. You can. Yeah, I can <laughs> go over there. That was a whole yeah. new interesting. For me, that was World of Warcraft the first time I played it. Um, oh, you, yeah. yeah, yeah that's so especially Blizzard at the time. Like now their, mm. their aesthetic feels too machined or too like, you know, brand guidelines to death. But like, at the time, it was still fresh and felt like a real, like it was a beautiful game to me. I spent it most of my so initial fun. time playing, just not doing anything, just wandering around and looking at these vistas, which now would be laughable. But at yeah. the time, they were blowing yeah, my back mind. Then, yeah. yeah. Standing on the, you know, Chasmodan dock or whatever, that giant like dam that they have there and just being like, wow. Yeah. Let me see if I can jump <laughs> off this. You can't. You, you, you can't. You just like- don't live. Um, they've okay. released the tra- the next trailer for the next um, edition of the Final Fantasy VII remake, and yeah. so they they're leaving Midgar. And I just remember like playing Final Fantasy VII originally, and you leave Midgar, and you're like, oh, it's amazing. And it's just like a flat green yeah. <laughs> field versus what it is now. God, it's amazing. That that I think is probably one of the biggest like glow ups in video games oh, ever, no question. in terms of remaster yeah. remake whatever you want to call it like that like i think i it think jordan and i and of yeah. course daryl who unfortunately is not here um like daryl platinumed that he's played the little intergrade thing like he's done everything yeah. and that is by far one of the best looking games especially being taken from such a you know thing from the 90s right like such a blocky clunky thing and, and you know what's wild i mean if i think about the 90s game how they've remade it is how it always yeah. was in my imagination. Anyway. Yeah, that's how you envision it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was well, that, and that's like we've talked about this at nauseum on on the podcast, but like just the conversation about remastering a game versus remaking it from the ground up on a new engine and new art style and and everything else. And like to to me, Final Fantasy VII remake is the template that every developer should have to work off of if they want to bring back a franchise. It threads that needle um, of being, it yeah. is the game, but it's new. There's yeah. enough there yeah. that is different and new that it is a experience for somebody who's played the original game that is not just, yeah, a recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and we've all been in that situation before where, you know, the rose-tinted goggles or glasses of your, your childhood memories playing a game, and then they bring... You know, they bring a port of it or a remaster to current gen systems and you play it for 20 minutes and you're like, ooh, maybe this wasn't as good as I remember it. (laughs) It's like what Kyle was saying earlier, going back to that, revisiting that game you enjoyed. I did the same thing with World of Warcraft like a couple of years ago. I was like, I haven't played this Mm -hmm. in like 15 years, but let's just go see what it's like. And it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in and I was like, this looks like, yeah, a Christmas tree threw up. Like, this is... Yeah, not, it's not the same experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I played. Yeah, I played up until Cataclysm, I think, and then I had to quit. It was just like it was. It was too much. 
it's a lot to yeah, do like doing guilds or whatever they call them clans yeah. and like trying to keep up with like raiding schedules mm-hmm. not about that life Doesn't, not compatible with real life no um i i'm almost out of things to talk about guys i mean like i could talk <laughs> about myself all i can of... still talk about final fantasy 9 for like another solid hour <laughs> we're gonna do a whole Ooh, final fantasy 9 episode next because you know they're remaking hey. it no they're Whoa. not that's it no, no they're not no, there's a real one no 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 because that video that i sent you was just no, like that a proof was fake, of concept. But there was an announcement that came out like no, maybe a month wasn't. ago that they officially don't you do this to me I'm, no Ben no <laughs> I'm not trying to lie to you, you guys that are, doesn't mean you that guys I'm not married? lying to you by accident I just want to double check this that you two aren't married right <laughs> well, no, no, the thing we is just about know being irritating is that anyone sort of seems like they're married to you then yeah. <laughs> you just bother everyone <laughs> just, well, well I, I think we might have to have like uh, a collab Redux episode where we have Daryl on and he can talk Final Fantasy oh, till yeah. we all we'll go to sleep to at night. Anyone yep. on who wants to dork out about anything specifically, yeah. we'll, we can pick something and deep dive into something ridiculous. I was going to say, let's, mm-hmm. we, let's. We do love our deep let's dives. Let's take a turn here. Can you guys tell us about your podcast, I guess, since it's half the reason you're here? Yeah. Your, your award nominated podcast <laughs> yes recently we're very proud of that we yeah. go back and forth being uh, between like i really like what we're doing to being like should we just fucking stop this whole thing <laughs> so any little bit of validation keeps us going for another year so that's that's your warning yeah. <laughs> be careful we've got one more year yeah we got a year three now because we got award nominated yeah yeah it's, it's totally how that works right I think so. so. I mean, it keeps my interest. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is pretty fun. I am on the edge of like starting a new podcast though, like every week. Like, pirates. We have pirates, a really, cryptids. we have two um, really exciting upcoming projects that we're looking at podcast and then like a, a graphic novel comic Ooh. endeavor that's coming up. And so the podcast is been this really wonderful conduit to those things and so that's a creative yeah, outlet a, for us yeah it's called dork yeah. matters it's a dorky podcast for dorks it's hosted by lexi hunt your ed Dorkator, and me ben rankle your dad dork that's usually what i say when we start <laughs> the show say. yeah yeah and it's really given us an opportunity to talk to lots of other dorks about things that they love and so it's ranged from like mental health and video games to comic book novels or comic book novels jesus nope, uh, graphic novels from korea <laughs> and even like chess like i think that's my other one is the chess, oh, chess was a um, good podcast episode. was great it that's was because fun. jess is an actual professional podcast person <laughs> that is our uh, editor slash producer jess oh she does it I professionally the, the the butt probe for the cheating <laughs> yes like, that was my boy yeah, many people who cheat use a butt probe okay i didn't know <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed that. It probably (laughs) did not happen that way. Um, But please do check out that episode if you want to learn more. Yeah. (laughs) About chess, not about probes. We spend probably an unnecessary amount of time on the butt plug aspect of it. That's really the hook. I I love how uh, when I listen to that episode over, the the interest. Like we we sound so curious. Like so, was it really far up? Like, is there a person in the audience controlling the butt plug? Is it like supposed to work? Yeah, yeah. And it turns out it was a remote, or at least theoretically a remote. Yeah. 
So listen now. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to hear first. So dork matters for all your chest sexy. and butt plug needs. <laughs> Chess and buck plug needs. Uh, yeah, and- we're one of those really brave com- uh, podcasts that has not narrowed down our focus and thus uh, has no audience. But yeah. at least we've got that award. Nomination. Nomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in your head, you won- you already won. So no, yeah, we might have next it's, time. We don't need. It's, to. it's a moral victory. It's a moral yeah. victory. <laughs> uh well thank you again yeah uh, i really appreciate y'all having us on uh yeah thank you we we appreciate you guys coming on this was this so was a lot of fun too much, but you can uh, fix that oh shut up it's a podcast <laughs> i don't fix a whole lot in post <laughs> no <laughs> it's he just That's he just does the good enough be releasing yeah. 15 second clips every week so <laughs> <laughs> We did one episode no, where I didn't record at all, and it was our best ever. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> We've done that, too. We've, <laughs> done, that yeah. We've done that. Hey, guys, I yeah. really hate to say this, but we got to redo that whole thing. Have you lost yeah. many episodes? Yeah. We've only lost one completely. Uh, I think two. One, think two one or total. two. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It hurts. We, though, we lost it? one. We lost one on Riverside, like our first time coming on to it, because Trevor's browser wasn't updated or something. Oh, God, that's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It, was, and then, it was the dumbest thing. We couldn't yeah. figure it out. And then until we lost one like, we way, did, we way did, back, like season one. Yeah. We did lose one with a guest, which sucks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that, that, that one, now you got to get somebody else involved and reschedule. Yeah. And oh, thankfully, she was shout out to Roxy yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, she's for coming fantastic back. so yeah please come back awesome well yeah again thank you guys so much for coming this was this was a lot of fun um, I hope you guys had a good time yeah thank um, you it was great I I think this episode was good enough good enough <laughs> is that how you end it I love it <laughs> yeah, it was good enough it was good enough Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for more content. We also invite you to write an email or join us on Discord to talk about anything from our episodes or something else you would like to discuss in the future. Please subscribe to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast on Spotify, Apple Casts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And remember, we might not be great, but we are good enough.